Happy 4th of July. Right. Now, let me read this for you. I am proud to be an American. Hindi ko rin mabasa. Okay na magbasa dyan. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Watermelon, watermelon. Watermelon, watermelon. Yung mga nagli-lip-sync, pagka hindi alam, if you don't know the lyrics, usually the lip-singers, okay, I taught you something for your karaoke lesson. Okay. Those of you who are still green card holders, you will transition to becoming a U.S. citizen. You will take the test. When you pass the test, you will have a note-taking ceremony. And one of the songs during that note-taking ceremony is this. Can we turn off the lights again, please? Watch this. And listen. Just my children and my wife Thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free There ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas from sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. There's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say
her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the Are you inspired to be here in America? There is a time that I see is almost here that we will not be able to say, God bless America. Believe that? Do you see that? I would like to ask the families who have military in their family to please stand. Pastor Reggie, Brother Romy, Chris up there. You have people in the military, veterans, current serving. We should thank God for these families who have released their sons, their daughters, their parents to defend the freedoms that we experience. For without their sacrifice, we cannot be here with the freedom to worship God. So let's pray for these families right now. God, we just thank you for the sacrifice of these families, giving up their sons, their daughters, their parents, their nieces, their nephews, their grandchildren, to defend the freedoms that we can constantly experience right now in our midst. So we thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice. Preserve our family members who serve this country to defend it from anyone and everyone who would like to move and take our freedoms away, both enemies from without and enemies from within. We thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, read this. We usually say this. Home of the free. What? Usually it's not home of the free. And what? Land of the brave. Home of the free, land of the brave, or whatever. But look at this. I didn't make this up. I just got this from Google, okay? Home of the free because... Of the, is that true? Let's look at some definitions about freedom and other stuff. Freedom is the state of liberty. You have the freedom to assemble. You have the freedom to right to bear arms. You have the right, this, this. It's all embodied in the Constitution. You, are, you have certain liberties. Slavery is a condition of bondage. Anarchy is a condition without government, without law. You are free to do whatever you want to do, to whomever you want to do it, whenever you want to do it, wherever you want to do it. I don't like your face. I think I'll shoot you. No laws. There's a movie coming out. Or it's not already out or whatever. I don't really watch movies. The Purge, right? For three days, I think, during the weekend, all crime is legal. Hello? 
democracy. It, it has equality of rights and privileges. Tyranny is unrestrained exercise of power, met, most known as dictatorship. All right? A monarchy, all power is embodied in a single person. You have king, you have queen. Right? It's a monarchy. You also have a theocracy. Deity, God or deity, is recognized as the supreme civil ruler, all laws being interpreted by the ecclesiastical authorities. ISIS wants to establish some kind of theocracy. If you do not believe what they believe, you are their enemy, therefore they will kill you. Bangladesh, they had just another terrorist scheme. I read overview, although I didn't read in detail. Say something from the Quran. Doesn't know anything from the Quran. Next. Oh. Two American citizens were killed in Bangladesh. See? We have freedom. But this freedom is purchased and preserved for us by those who are brave to preserve, to risk their life so that you and I are free to live in freedom. Romy and Susan, they only have one child. Where is he? When did he go into the service? After high school? Hello? In the Philippines, magmilitari ka anak. Join the military. Why, Dad? So you can kurakutize. <laughs> Get money. Right? Here, when you say military, wow, we salute you. You defend our freedom. Why are we celebrating the 4th of July? Oh, fireworks, Pastor. We can buy fireworks like in the Philippines. No. We can celebrate the 4th of July because a lot of things happened. Let me share with you a brief history lesson. In 1776, we had the American Revolution against Britain. The Redcoats are coming. The Redcoats are coming. Paul Revere. Right? And then in 1861, you had the U.S. Civil War. The Confederates versus the Union. In 1939, you had World War II. I hope none of us have uh, lived during 1776, 1861, and 1939. I do not like to meet you. Para multo ka na siguro Now, interactive tayo today, ah. Okay, I will show you three numbers. And you think in your mind, which number belongs to which war? Okay? Twenty-three Are you thinking? Which number belongs to the American Revolution? Which number belongs to the Civil War? And which number belongs to World War II? 
These numbers I'm showing to you are the number of deaths. People who have died. Alright? Okay? Are you thinking? Are you thinking? Are you ready? To know if your answer is right or wrong. If your answer is wrong, you will be shot by firing squad. No, 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 no. Are you ready? One, two, three. How many got everything right? Good for you. How many got two right? How many got one right? How many of you are not going to raise your hand? <laughs> See? Now look. In the American Revolution versus England, 23,800 Americans died. World War II, 418,500 American soldiers died. But look at the U.S. Civil War. Brother against brother. 850,000. In the American Revolution, you fought off a, civil, a, a foreign power, the British. In World War II, the United States was just brought in to the war when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. But in the U.S. Civil War, it was an internal conflict. And it cost more American lives than the World, the world War II. Why does the United States maintain a strong military? Because there are people who like our freedoms, but don't like us. They don't like what we represent. You're an American. I don't care about your background. You're my enemy. Many people from all over the world want to come to the U.S. Yes or no? Yes. yes. Why? Because this is the home of the free and the land of the brave. Here I have liberty. So what do they do? Some from the Middle East, they want to come in. Why? Because if they exercise their preferred lifestyle in their home country, they will be killed. What am I talking about? Homosexuals and lesbians. If you are in the Middle East, and you say that you're a homosexual or you're a lesbian, you will be killed. That's why they don't have homosexuals. They don't have lesbians over there. Because they're killed. So where do they go? They flee. And where do they go? To the U.S. The land of the free and the home of the brave. Here they can practice whatever it is. Why? Because we are free. We're free. Now, I'm not saying that all of them who come over here, I don't want to be political, are wanting to escape that kind of lifestyle over there. There are 
countries who really have people who are persecuted, who are politically persecuted. That's why they flee over here. Cubans, for example. Been, they have been persecuted by Castro for many years. So they ride the boat just to cross to get through to Miami. And you read in the news, some of those boats capsize, a lot of people die. The ones fleeing Europe, trying to go on boats, going to Greece. Boats capsize, people die. They want to get away from whatever it is. So I'm not generalizing it, that every immigrant who wants to come to the U.S., is trying to escape something. But because our borders and our laws are such, they can come in, pretend that they want to be an American only to be terrorists. Why? They don't like our freedoms. Are you free? Are you free to do what you want? Whatever it is that you want? Let's go to the word this morning and see what God has to tell us. Let's all stand and let's read from John chapter 8, beginning with verse 31. So Jesus was saying to those who believed him, continue. They answered. For I have not come on my own initiative, but he sent me. It's because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in truth, because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the freedom that we have, that we can study and read your word and worship you. Thank you, Lord, for the freedoms that we are experiencing. And remind us, Lord God, that these freedoms are only ours because someone paid for them. Thank you, Lord God. Speak to all of us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may all be seated. My title is, you read that? Can you see it? Ah, kulang. Born again free. 
True freedom is in being born again. Okay? Now, let's look. John 8, 31. Jesus was saying to those Jews who have believed Him, If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. I want to call your attention to that one verse. The Jews, look at what Jesus is saying. Some of them have already what? Believed in Him. Right? And then He says, To those who have believed in Him, He said, If you continue in my word, truly you are disciples of mine. Why am I calling your attention to this? It is not what you obey that makes you a Christian. Do you see it? They already had faith in Christ. And Jesus Christ is reminding them that your obedience, your following my word is proof, is evidence that you are really my children. Look, to the Jews who had believed him. So they already put their faith in Christ. Correct? What is his second statement? If you continue in my word, meaning to abide, meaning to continue in day by day, moment by moment obedience, truly, you are truly disciples of mine. Therefore, the obedience part is the validation of your belief part. Jesus Christ did not say, you obey so that you can become. Jesus Christ is reminding us, you obey because you are. You are obeying because you have already placed your faith in me. You are proving to yourselves that you are really, truly disciples of mine as you continue to obey my word. All right? Then he continues. They answered him. Now, who are they? The other Jews. Because Jesus was talking to a crowd. He said, they answered, We are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? So some of them responded, I am a Jew. I am of Abraham's line. What, what freedom, freedom am you talking about? We have never been enslaved. We are direct descendants of Abraham, etc., etc. How can you say that we will be free? When you talk to an addict, do you believe that the addict knows, understands, will agree with you that he has an addiction? Many times, no. Someone who is addicted to someone, something or someone does not believe that he or she is in bondage, is in addiction to that thing, whatever it may be. So in their mindset, Jesus is telling to them, what? You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So they reacted to this. What are you talking about? I'm of Abraham. I have never been enslaved. What kind of freedom are you talking about? So Jesus explains. Jesus answered to them, Truly, truly, I say unto you, everyone who commits sin is a what? Is a what? Did you remember my definition of what slavery is? Slavery is you are in bondage. 
Therefore, if you continue to sin, you are what? In bondage. You are a slave to sin. Why? Because you sin. You continue to sin. You are in bondage. He who commits sin is slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain in the house forever. In their time, especially in the Roman household, there are children, you will stu you've studied this in the book of Galatians, there are children who are rightful heirs. But these children are so young, they have like a supervisor, a nanny. And it comes to a certain age that this child, who is a rightful heir, will be declared an heir. So until that time comes, this child, who is really an heir, in waiting, does not live, does not act like an heir. Because he still has somebody over him. You understand? Like those of you who are uh, donyas and dons, you have mayordoma. You know what mayordoma? Okay. Who runs the house? The mayordoma. So who is responsible? The mayordoma. Who is the mayordoma taking care of? The heir. The children of the owner of the house. One day, this child is going to assume being the heir. And that child will have more authority over the mayordoma. Jesus Christ is saying, the slave. What is he saying? The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains in the house forever. Why? The slave is a slave. The son is the owner. So if the son, now, capital S, who is that son? Jesus. He was in the house of God since the beginning. Yes? He is God incarnate. 100% man, 100% God. So he's saying, so if the Son, capital S, the Son of God makes you free, what kind of freedom do you have? Makes you free indeed. How many of you have gone to Thailand? Yes. Did you see the elephant? Did you ride in the elephant? Why does not the elephant run away? Yes. When the elephant is still small, they put a chain around the leg. So the elephant wants to move away. And then, he cannot because there is a chain. So he has to limit his activities to the length of the chain. Okay? As the elephant continues to grow, the chain is there. At the right time, the handlers will remove the chain. But because since the elephant was tiny, he is now big. Ever since, in his mind, I have a chain. So he will only go where the handler will tell him. Is there a chain? No more chain. But the elephant thinks there still is a chain. Is the elephant, in all honesty, free? No chain. 
But in his mind, he is still chained. So he does not run away. So if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak the things which I have seen from my father, therefore you also do the things which you heard from your father. So Jesus Christ is saying, I'm telling you the truth. I have first-hand information because I'm of God the Father. I was with Him. You're doing the things that you think you're doing because you think you have heard them from the Father. It. What ako nandito na? Alright. He says, if the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. I know that you're Abraham's descendants, but why do you seek to kill me? You remember the promise of God to Abraham? Abraham, I'm going to make you a father of a great nation. You will be blessed. And all nations will be blessed through you, through your seed. Who is that seed? Jesus Christ. That seed is Jesus Christ. And they're trying to kill him because he's disclosing to them that he is that Messiah. Alright? Now, the Son makes you free. You, are, you will be free Indeed, look at what Paul writes in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Why did Jesus Christ set us free? For what purpose? It was for freedom that Christ set us as free. Free from what? Free from the religious obligations of the law that were put upon us as a yoke of slavery by the Judaizers, by the Jewish religion that when we study in the book of Acts, it says, unless you are circumcised and obligated to follow the commands of Moses, you cannot be saved. Is that freedom? That is not freedom. Because if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. It was for freedom that Christ set you free. And do not again be subject to a yoke of slavery. Paul is reminding the believers in Jesus Christ who are going back to their old religion because they are being pressured. You're already free. Do not let anyone try to convince you to go back. Christ would be of no value to you. And freedom, as I would say, there are people who have sacrificed their lives to maintain our freedom so that we can exercise our freedoms. And freedom in Christ comes with responsibility. I always tell my children, with freedom comes responsibility. And depends on their age, they have certain freedoms. And again, depends on their age, they have certain responsibilities attached to those freedoms. Now, look at what Paul writes in verse 13. You have been called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, 
you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So what is the responsibility? It was for freedom that Christ set you free. Only do not use, do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. In other words, do not use your freedoms to continue to sin. Instead, through love, what? Serve one another. Why? The whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, in a society where your primal motivation, your primary motivation is to serve one another out of love. Can you picture what kind of society we could have? As Ravi Zacharias uh, answered this one guy who questioned, why does it that have to be, you know, Christianity and this and that to solve everything? And why is it that Christians do this and that and that? that? Miss, uh, Ravi Zacharias answered with one question. He asked the guy, do you still lock your doors at night? You know why that was his question? If we apply this, if everybody loves each other and everybody respects each other and everybody serves each other, you, will, you and I will not need to lock our doors. Why? I will not want to rob any, steal anything from my neighbor. My neighbor will not want to steal anything from me. Why? Because I choose to love him. I'm in the traffic light. I'm in a hurry. I will wait my turn. Because if I do not, I might get into an accident with somebody. I might kill somebody. If my motivation is to serve you because I love you, is there anything wrong against that? No. And where does that freedom come from? From Christ. It was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Only do not use your freedoms as an opportunity for sin. Serve one another. Love one another. Jesus Christ says, Abraham, they said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to him, if you are Abraham's children, do the deeds of Abraham. What? Abraham believed. Abraham was a man of faith. He believed in God. These people, these Pharisees, these Jewish people, what did they trust? Their law. They put their trust in their laws. In the commandments. Remember last week, I shared with you, you put your traditions up higher than God's law. Jesus Christ said that's wrong. They, on the other hand, put God's law above God's provision for salvation. It is Christ who will set you free, not the law. You will obey the law once you have a personal relationship with God. But as it is, you are seeking to kill me, a man, who, a man who has told you the truth which I heard from God. This Abraham did not do. You are doing the deeds of your father. They said to him, we're not born of fornication. We, are, we have only one father, God. God the father thou. Ano sabi ni Jesus? If you were, if God were your father, you would love me for I 
proceed forth. I have come from the Father, I have come from God. For I have not even come on my own initiative, but He sent me. Why can you not understand this? Why? Because it, you cannot hear my word. They refuse to listen to Him. What did Jesus Christ say? Be you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning. He does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own nature. He is a liar and the father of lies. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. When you and I lie, we are enslaved to lying. When you and I sin, we are enslaved to sin. Therefore, are you free? You are free, subject to the responsibilities that come with that freedom. I am free to love God. I am free to love you. I am free to kill you. But I am not going to kill you. Because that violates God's laws. You understand the concept? You have freedom, but you have responsibilities that are directly attached to that freedom. I can say, I can stand here and tell you that I am free. But if I'm still in bondage to certain sins in my life, I'm not 100% completely free. You agree? So what is the solution? I have to see how God sees me. He says, Jesus Christ told him, you, will, you are of your father the devil, and you do not do the desire. You only want to do the desires of your father. He's a murderer. He's a killer. He's a liar. And you don't want to believe me. You don't want to listen to the truth. So when we are confronted with certain truths, we take the other route. Why? We don't like the truth. Like a brother Alex, who shared, if I'm going to tell the truth, I might lose my job. But praise God, because brother Alex resolved, I'm going to tell the truth. Then and only then did he see the manifestation of the presence of God in his own situation. He resolved, okay, I'm going to tell the truth. And then come Monday, come work time, what happened? Oh, the truth has already been revealed by the employee, by the worker who actually addressed the situation. Yes, Brother Alex? Praise God. That's why honesty is still the best policy. If you're honest with God, honest with yourself, you watch and God will do something. Now, many of us do not like the truth. Why? Because the truth many times hurts. If you react to a statement many times, may I submit for your consideration? There is always some part of it that is true. You don't like to accept the whole truth. But you hear something and part of that statement is true and then you react. Think about that. So here is one truth. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. What is the truth? What is the payment for our sin? Death. But what is the free gift of God? Eternal life. I'm excited when I want to read eternal life. That's my gift. I didn't work for it. 
I didn't have to pay for it. I should be paying a penalty of death because of my sin, but God chooses to give me the free gift of eternal life. Freedom na naman. Every time we should read free, we should re repeat it again. You like that exercise? Every time we encounter, free, free. Remind ourselves, it is free. But there is a responsibility that comes with that freedom. The wages of sin, the payment, the penalty for sin is death. But the free gift of God, gift na, free pa, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I don't like to give gift receipt. You know, when you give gift, you want to give receipt? I don't like because sometimes the amount might be there. So, if you want to return it, it's up to you. But me, that's my gift to you. Take it or leave it, like it or not. That's my gift to you. The wages of sin is death. But God's free gift is eternal life and it is found in Christ Jesus. What other truth about freedom in Christ can I share with you? Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free. There's that word again. Has set you free from the law of sin and death. What's the law of sin and death? That one. What did Jesus Christ do? He no longer condemns you. You have been set free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do. Remember? The Jewish people is the law, is the law, is the law. Well, what is Jesus Christ telling us through Paul? The law could not do. The law could not liberate you. The law could not give you salvation. What the law could not do, weak, it, weak as it was through the flesh, God did. How? By sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin, He condemned sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. There is a law of sin and death. It has to be paid. God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to settle the score. He canceled out the law of sin and death. He has set you free from the law of sin and death. How? By condemning His one and only Son. So that the guilty, you and I, the guilty ones, could be set free. He did not change His mind. He did not tweak His plan. He said, the wages of sin is death. Therefore, somebody has to pay. Who is the only one who is not guilty? Jesus Christ. Therefore, the payment of Jesus Christ, the guiltless one, the holy one, the one who lived the perfect life, the Son of God, is the only one worthy to die for your sin and mine so that my sin could be paid for and I could be free from the bondage of the law. But now I am free, I have to exercise my responsibilities within the confines of the law of God. You see the, the problem that they had in mixing up the formula? So what and how can we put this together? First, 
you must know the truth. If you are like that elephant who is already free, no more chains, but you still live as if you were in chains, we have a problem. You must know the truth. And who is this truth that I'm talking about? John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. You have to reconcile, my friend, my brother, my sister, who you are depending on to save you. CCF will not save you. Bible study will not save you. Your D group will not save you. No other church will save you. Only Jesus Christ saves. That's why he says, I am, in the expanded version, I am the one and only way. I am the one and only truth. I am the one and only life. No one, absolutely no one, comes to the Father except through me. You have to know the truth. And who is that truth? That truth is Jesus Christ. He says in Ephesians chapter 2, 8 to 10, For by grace you have been saved. That not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Good works will not save us. Good works are evidence, proof that we are really disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Think about this. Ah, Pastor, my formula is good works. Okay, no problem. How much good works? How often? What kind? Ah, Pastor, mahirap yan. Uh, giving na lang, giving. Okay, no problem. How much? How often? When? Ah, Pastor, mahirap pala yan. Uh, change, change. Bible study. Okay. How often? Hebrew? Greek? All kinds of stuff. You choose any of those? Who are you depending on to save you? You are depending on yourself to save you. I will give this much, therefore I will be saved. I will do so much good works, therefore I will be saved. That's not the truth of the Bible. The truth of the Bible is Jesus alone saves. Jesus Christ carried the penalty of all of our sins on the cross. And He purchased you. He bought your freedom. You are free because Jesus paid for it. We are free in the U.S. because those millions of people died to preserve our freedom. Second, you must know the word of truth. You know Jesus Christ as the truth. Now you and I have to know the word of truth. We, you, know, you and I have to now know the word of God. Romans 10, 17 says, For faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. You have to spend time 
reading your Bible. If you are not so visual, you want audio Bible, there is. Listen, attend service, attend your D group meetings. Why? When you have meetings of this nature, you have to study the Word of God. And studying, reading, hearing, applying the Word of God will strengthen your faith. Look at what the psalmist said. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. With all my heart, I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commands. Your word I have treasured in my heart. Why? So that I may not sin against thee. How will you know what pleases God? What displeases God? If you, that, if you and I do not spend time in the word of truth. We will make up our own formula. I think this will please God. What's your basis? But if you see it in the Word of God, this is what pleases God. Aha! If I do this, I am 100% sure that God is pleased. When you read something, oh, God does not want for me to do this. You know that if you do that, 100%, that displeases God. You're free to choose. You are not free from the consequences of your choice. Know the truth. Know the word of truth. Live for Christ every day. 2 Corinthians 5.15 And he died for all. So that they who live might no longer live for themselves. But for him who died and rose again on their behalf true freedom in Christ means I choose to follow Christ true freedom in Christ means I will no longer live for myself and my fleshly and sinful desires I will choose to live for Christ every day not only during my D group meetings not during Sunday service not, do, not only during retreats and men's and women's gatherings and all other kind of church activities, I choose to live for Christ every day. Romans 6, 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin, to sin still live it, in it? Verse 6, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin for he who has died is freed from sin. There will be people who will take the grace of God as a license to sin. Oh, everything is forgiven. Ayos! We can continue to sin. Why? It's paid. Let me ask you, if you... I'll use Romy and Susan as an example. If you have only one child and that child happened to give up his life in one of the wars protecting your freedom, okay? wouldn't it be an insult to Romy and Susan who lost their child defending your freedom to mock that freedom 
Well, he didn't have to go to war. Anyway, that was his choice. Bahala siya. Isn't it the same with Jesus? God gives us the free gift of eternal life by His grace, unmerited, undeserved favor. And then we choose, oh, okay na pala. Fully paid. I'll just continue in my sin. I don't care. It's all paid for. Isn't that an insult? A slap in the face to what Jesus Christ did for you and for me? There is freedom. But I have the responsibility to live out that freedom in the confines of my declaration of faith in Christ. First Peter, not the Lucero, First Peter the Apostle. For such is the will of God that by doing right, you may silence the ignorance of foolish men. What is the way to silence your enemy? Do what is right. Because many times, they will do what is not right. They will try to wiggle out of the situation. You as a follower of Jesus Christ, do what is right. Act as, here we go again, act as free men. And do not use your freedom as a covering for evil, but use it as bond slaves of God. Oh, wait. In the same verse, freedom, slave, ano ba to? Bond slave. A bond slave is one who chooses to be under the master. Paul regards himself. I regard myself as a bond slave. I choose to be under the authority of God. No one tells me that I will be under God. I choose to be under God because I love God and I love what He has done for me. He has saved my soul. So I will live out the rest of my life serving Him. Flee immorality, he says. Every other sin a man commits outside his body. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, that you are not your own? You have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body. I am free. I am free to choose. I just choose to glorify God. I just choose to silence those who will criticize me as what First Peter says. By doing what is right. By doing what is good. I silence the critics. And Lord willing, that becomes an opportunity. Why? You, you always do what is right. You put us in a bad light. You do your job right. You finish right. You don't request overtime. What's wrong with you? Oh, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Really? You're like me? Uh, no, I'm not like you. <laughs> You know, if I do what is right, if I do what glorifies God, I silence the critics. How can my doing right be wrong? It's only wrong in the eyes of those who don't want to do right. Right? So what should you and I do? Abraham Lincoln was assassinated because he wanted the slaves to be free men. 850,000 lives perished because Abraham Lincoln, he was assassinated because he wanted the slaves to be free men. John F. Kennedy was assassinated because he wanted equal rights 
for the blacks and the whites. Yes? Jesus gave up his life so that we, you and I, could be free from the penalty of our sin. He was, in a sense, assassinated. But the devil did not know that the death of Jesus Christ would bring us freedom. True freedom, born free, is really being born again free. Because if my friend, if you are not yet born again, you are still enslaved to your sin. If on the other hand, you are born again, as Jesus said in Roma, in John chapter 8, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Let's pray. God Almighty, thank you for the freedom that we have, that we can truly experience. But this can only come through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. God, I pray for each and everyone here, Lord God, that you will speak to us if we really have a personal relationship with you. And if we don't, if we are unsure, you gave us the provision of prayer to call out to you to save us. For anyone who calls upon the Lord will be saved. Teach us, Lord, to turn away from our sin. Accept the finished work of Jesus Christ. And let your Holy Spirit move in our lives. For those of us, Lord, who are sure of where we are going because of Jesus, allow us, Lord, to live responsible Christian lives. That we exercise our freedom in accordance with your word, which is the truth. Let our testimony, Lord God, be so powerful that the people around us will want to know about who Jesus Christ is and who he is in our lives. Allow us, Lord, to silence our critics as we live a victorious Christian life because we know, Lord, that apart from you, we can do nothing. Thank you, Lord God, for the men and women who have also sacrificed their human existence to preserve our freedoms. Thank you that here in the United States and in many other parts of the world, Lord God, we have the freedom to open the Bible, to study, to preach, to teach, to worship. God, thank you for the freedom we have. And thank you, Jesus, for purchasing that freedom for us. It is now up to us, Lord Jesus, with the help of your Holy Spirit, to maintain that freedom, the liberty of the Spirit that we have, that we can study your Word, we can have our discipleship group meetings, we can pray, we can worship. God, we all owe it all to you. And we give you back all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Happy 4th of July, everyone. We're offering uh, boxes at the back. You're free to drop your uh, tithes and offerings. And as we do on Sundays, uh, we want to buy the message immediately. So here are our discussion questions. How much of God's word do you apply in your life? And... Do the people around you know by your life that you are a follower of Jesus? Why or why not?
Have a blessed Sunday, everyone. God bless.